Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. And I can't begin to tell you how poor of a choice you've made by being here today. But you are about to find out. I am Steve. Dr. Steve, I can't believe I'm with James Olivas, and he is James, I can't believe I'm with Steve Breakwell, saying thanks for being here, and James, man, how are you doing today? I, unlike you, am doing terrific. <laughs> I got a, I got grilled. People don't. The, our, our our two listeners don't understand what an experience it is to answer the phone when Steve Olivas calls. He he will instantly judge my mood and character and everything else about me. By the way, I say hello when I answer the phone. There's no escaping it. it. Yeah, you just everything. So anyway. Uh, we are recording this at the last minute, squeezing it in between his 95 appointments a day. Spur of the moment, I actually should be feeding my children right now, but I said, no, kids, you can wait to eat for 25 minutes because I have to talk to Steve because that is the I'm priority talking. I put on this That's podcast. Right. Grownups are talking, kids. Yes. Be quiet. Yes. But I actually... Well, I Oh, go ahead. Th th this is the podcast where we talk about topics every week and topical topics they are. They are so topical, James. We're going to have a production meeting on the fly right now. Yes. So this actually came up in a message to somebody who's actually my friend while I was waiting for you to call. So this, somebody I actually wanted to hear from. And anyway, it's, it's a bit of a mystery and a conundrum. And I thought, Ooh. you know what? This needs to be unpacked. So right. my friend is going to have to report back to the office very soon after working from home. And as part of their new, modern, like updated, you know, working sensibilities, they are now mm -hmm. going to allow a controversial clothing item that was previously and explicitly banned. Now, would okay. you like to take a guess at yes, what I article would. of men's clothing was previously banned that now, in the post-pandemic era, is okay? And uh, just for the sake of clarity, it is actual, like, textile clothing? Yes, it is textile clothing. Okay, so it wouldn't be like a nose ring or something No, like that. nothing like that. Okay. Uh, I have two guesses. Okay, go ahead. One is, a, like, a ball cap, a hat. Okay. And the other has got to be, like, shorts. Okay. You are way, way off. This is what blew my mind. Like, okay. for 90% for of people in an office, this is, like, the staple. This is what I wore to the office every day for 10 years. Khakis. Khakis were previously forbidden. They could not wow. wear khaki. Yeah, khaki pants. I just, I blew my mind. It was like, that is the staple of business casual. That is like the formal business wear for most men in America. And here, it was too scandalous. So wow. I just thought we could just dive into the logic, see if we could figure out why Maybe khakis are this corrupting influence, and why? Maybe it's okay to have them now. I guess you know, Jake from Steak Farm wears them, so yeah. they've got to be okay. And he's the ultimate professional. But I guess we'll, we'll start with you. What do you think is the corrupting influence of khakis? How is it leading our modern workforce astray? 
Boy, uh, Jake changed colors on us, by the way, too, which was sort of a strange move on the marketing department of uh, State Farm. Was it State Farm? Are you, are, you sure, are you sure both characters are Jake or they didn't give the second character a different name since it's obviously a different person? I, well, you saying that makes me question it. But if you'd have asked me a minute ago, I would have said I'm, I'm certain it's Jake. Are all that, are all State Farm employees just Jake to you? Is that is that where we're going with yes, this? Yes, they all look alike to me, James. Absolutely, I have uh, outliers homogeneity syndrome, but uh, or outgroup homogeneity. I don't know. It's been a while since I've taken a psych class. Does your friend work at like Smith Barney or Go Goldman Sachs or something? No, where... it, not, nothing that prestigious. I don't want to out them, but they're not like it's not like a top tier firm where like yeah, yeah. you would. It, it's not the kind of place where you have to wear a suit. Like it's the okay. kind of place I would assume. And they don't interact with the public necessarily. They just interact with each other. So it's the kind of place that I would assume just standard business casual would apply. But it was business casual. Minus khakis. Wow. Is uh, this a large, like uh, over our 60 employees kind of business? Yes. Huh. I wonder if, so that implies it's, uh, I wonder if the boss man, and I say man on purpose there, I wonder if the boss man is sort of old school and this is the way the boss sort of came up in the business er, and therefore that is what, this is usually a guy thing, I think, and that, that's sort of what he wants as a template going forward in his business. Like it makes him feel comfortable, that kind of thing. I just love the, the mentality that it's like, okay, if you're wearing blue pants, you're serious. If you're wearing black pants, you're serious. If you're wearing khaki pants, you're up to no good. Like, your mind is just anywhere. You're basically just a, a beach bum or a surfer dude or whatever the stereotype is of a bad person from the 1950s. It's like, somehow you are, you are unfocused and out of control if you have <laughs> sand-colored pants. But blue or black pants, you've got it together. You're an upstanding citizen. All right, hold on. There is a there's a line that moves here. Would you say, James Breakwell? I did the German <laughs> on you there. Would you say, James Breakwell, when you're wearing a tuxedo, you have a different mindset than when you're wearing board shorts and flip flops? Actually, that's a really odd example to pick because the only time I wear a tuxedo is if I'm going to a wedding where I'm in the wedding party and I'm going there to get plastered. So actually, I am my least <laughs> professional when I wear a tuxedo. All right, well, take that in the spirit rather than the letter of the example. If you're wearing a suit and tie, do you carry yourself differently and think differently than if you're wearing board shorts and flip-flops? Once again, only weddings, only getting drunk the more dressed up wow, I am. I am the asking worst. the wrong yes. human being. Yes. I, well, you know what? I don't think you are because I don't think you wear suits and ties for anything other than the weddings either. Well, that's not true, but uh -oh. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think I, I wear the most uncomfortable formal wear for the funnest <laughs> occasions, and then I just make a mess of everything. I guess the only other situation where I'd wear it is is it a funeral, but if it's a Catholic funeral, that's kind of a party, too. I mean, we we turn everything into a party. We're just we're a fun bunch. What do you want from me? Yeah, you bring a covered dish. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is more of it. I bet I will bet 
that uh, the CEO or whoever the president of the company is, is a guy in his 60s, maybe 50s, and this is the way that that guy would like his business to be run. Because the khaki pants, you're picking out color as the differentiating variable. And I'm saying there's also a material difference insofar as what you accessorize khakis with is going to be different and more casual, leading to a different mindset, perhaps, than what you accessorize uh, slacks or trousers with. Well, a khaki can be a color and it can be a cut of pants, but I don't know, is it actually a material too? Or is it just the style and the color? Well, it's not wool. Like, I don't think you have khaki colored suits unless you go back to like 1960. Remember so, when Obama wore a tan suit one time to one press conference and it made news headlines for like three days? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Well, and the first ladies have that same pressure. Like uh, it, they have to be sort of between the white and the yellow in a conservative way when they choose their pantsuits, their uh, polyester pantsuits to wear. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a high stakes world, but I think... And again, I have a I, I am a connoisseur of khaki pants and have a wide variety of them <laughs> in my closet. Now, when I upgraded my wardrobe a while back, right before the world shut down, um, I, I replaced a lot of them. But um, I guess the modern cut is like chinos. They're not even called khakis anymore. So I don't know right. if this band would actually, if it just covers specific khaki pants or if the fashion police come to arrest you or throw you out and fire you, if you could say, wait, 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 these aren't khakis, these are chinos, we're good. And chinos are like hipper khakis. And that's the only way I know how to describe them because they're, they're somehow different than khakis, but yet look remarkably the same. You know, I'm, uh, I'm interested in this. I think the inclination with khaki pants, uh, whatever you want to call the cut, it's not the color necessarily, but you are inclined to wear like, uh, we, we call them dock shoes, whatever the, the, the boat shoes are and a polo shirt with it. And the boss might want shirt and tie, even if there's no jacket required. So wants like slacks, but as I was thinking that through, only halfway listening to you, and by the way, if you wear khakis all the time, this might be exactly why the boss wants everyone to wear slacks. They don't want everyone going James Breakwell there because that would be lack of control. But uh, I wear, I'm wearing a tie right now with a shirt, and yet I've got sort of khaki-esque, they're black, <clears throat> but they're sort of made out of the same material. I'm gonna cough again. <coughs> so unprofessional. Made out of the same material and kind of cut the... Yeah, I know. This is what they teach in broadcasting school. Made out of the same material and sort of cut the same with pleats in the front like khakis. So I pull off the uh, khaki pant-looking pants with a shirt and tie. So why can't everybody do that? Maybe it's just people's inclination. It's got to have something to do with mindset and not aesthetic. It gave me flashbacks to uh, going to my Catholic high school where yeah. they had a dress code and again so in grade school we had a specific uniform was that which was actually wonderful because it just you just wear the same stupid thing every day nobody can judge you because they're wearing the exact same stupid thing as you are takes all the choice out of it. it was the simplest thing in the world you went to high school and they gave you just slightly more freedom there was no like uniform there was just a super restrictive dress code and then you had to find things that fit within it so everybody you had to wear like a polo shirt and you had to wear khakis which were good enough for uh, for us lowbrow Catholics back then, you didn't have to wear the dress pants, <laughs> but you, you had to have a belt. That was the I remember that, and so 
there was a, a power change halfway through high school, but early on, uh, there were some people who were rather strict at the top, and you had to have a belt. Like, it was required. Whether or not it was Ooh. needed to hold up your pants. And one of the one particular teacher would stand there with the tension slips as you walked out of the gym just looking to see who might be slipping by without oh, a belt. And you I had, hate people oh, like that. And you had to have your shirt tucked in. And I don't even think it was a, uh, you know, a, a formal dressing. I think it was just like to see if you had a belt on or not, which, again, you didn't even need. It was the, they were the same people who required you to lock your lockers. And some people would, like, push the lock up a little bit yep. so it hung yep. up there but wasn't actually locked. And this same teacher would walk walk up and down the lockers, pulling on them to see if you had fake locked your God locker. Dang. Yes. How empty is their life? So when I, when I have nightmares now at the age of 36, it's not about <laughs> raising kids. It's not about getting fired or my book's not ah. selling or getting canceled on the internet. My nightmares are about that year or two of high school when those people were in power who checked for belts and locked lockers. That's, that's how much stress was on my life at that time. And that's what this khaki pants rule reminds me of like if i saw if i saw that at a place of business it'd be like oh khaki pants now allowed it's like what else is still not allowed and what does that say about your culture how uptight you are like i don't think i could work at a place like that it's it's a generational thing for sure because my father would say well now he's an accountant like uh, everyone wore suits to the office when he worked for um who did he work for it was one of the big ones. Might mm. have been Arthur Anderson for a while. But anyway, that uh, wearing anything other than a suit and tie was blasphemy. And then in my generation, we're sort of a hybrid where I don't mind dressing up and I don't mind dressing down. And in your generation, you're like pound sand, boomer. <laughs> I ain't doing you rage against the machine and you people will dye your hair all different colors and get aggressive piercings in your face and neck tattoos and say, you got to accept me the way I am. And uh, I don't know when the shift happened, but it, I, it is a generational thing, which is why I believe whoever runs the company is of that older, like the generation even behind me. Yeah, I think this company is going to be hurting, though. So first of all, the fact that they're after, you know, a year, year and a half of letting people work from home, the fact that they're making them come back at all is definitely going to cost them employees. And I think the companies that are doing that are the ones that are run by boomers. who are like, I just need to see your face. And it's like, why? Are you going to sit there and grope it all day? Like, what do you need to see my face oh, for? <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, I need to just feel the bumps on your skull. Like, what are you uh, doing? Oh, why do you need? Yes. Why do you need to see somebody's face to take care of any business in 2021? If you can do it on the Internet, if you can do it on phone if you can do it by zoom like worst case scenario if you can do it by zoom even zoom is unnecessary the video element is totally redundant doesn't need to be in there but i mean okay so you're going to see this like well i have to go in there three days a week or five days a week or whatever they require them to go back and i can't I, but now i can wear khaki pants because they're a hip and cool place like they're just gonna nope out of there <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh, the other thing other than my traumatizing school experience it reminds me of when i was picking colleges and there was one that was going to give me a bunch of scholarship money and we were looking through i was like well all right that seems uh, interesting it was a different christian denomination which i didn't care about because i'm not super religious to start with and uh but there my dad was reading through the rules and it said shorts allowed after 5 p.m. So this phrase just like Ooh. this khaki pants rule, like, oh, now you can wear khakis. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can wear shorts 
after 5 p.m.? So you mean all day you've got to wear pants? Like what? What? Why is it? Do my my shin bones offend God? But only but you know on normal daylight hours after twilight my, anything goes. Yours do. Yeah. yeah, I mean my shins are pretty you know aggressive. I can I can see that. And then we read through and it was just kind of symptomatic of the whole thing. So then we started actually digging into the rules. You know the terms and conditions that I would normally ignore before before signing a life changing <laughs> contract. And it was like you had to go. You didn't have to go to their religious services every day, but every day you didn't go, you got fined like $20. And when you did, that kind of place, like, holy cow. Do they turn the money straight over to God? Or how does that work? Where does that go? He used it for his anti-shorts war fund as he's just waging the the good crusade. How empty are these people's lives? I don't yes. know. And I mean, they probably have. It's probably a college full of the people like that teacher who was, you know, looking for belts, just like a on a higher level. But I, I think the older you get, the less tolerance you have for rules and just kind of the, you know, the ticky tack stuff like that. I can't even imagine trying to police college kids. You know, the first, the, you know, you're on your own. You have freedom for the first time in your life. And you're someplace where there's like professors making sure you're wearing pants and Oh man, that place! You know that. I guess. I guess it's a good training ground for the company where khaki pants are pushing the fashion envelope. I guess <laughs> they're one and the same. You know these ridiculous arbitrary rules remind me of some of the blue laws that I never ran into until traveling in the South. And there are some places still where, if, if you can't buy alcohol on Sundays. I'm sort of okay with that. Like it's cordoning off the Lord's Day. But the one that really got to me, I was trying to buy beer on the road somewhere in like rural Georgia or something. And I was trying to buy beer at 1145 and they couldn't sell beer till noon. (laughs) And I remember punishing the poor teenage girl behind the register having a, a a discourse on how is it that we're going to hell at 1147 but we're not going to hell at 1201 because i asked why the rule was there and she said well it's i think so you can go to church sunday morning they don't want you buying beer so we did have an entire uh, sort of an ecclesiastical discussion of the utility of forcing people to wait until the crack of noon to be able to purchase a six pack of beer it makes no sense it's arbitrary lines in sand that just make people who want power because their lives are empty to feel good about lording something over another human being. Oh, man, those those Sunday alcohol laws get me fired up. OK, so I am a big fan of Indiana. I, I've chosen to live here now, but I'm not an Indiana native. And for the most part, I agree with everything Indiana's doing, you know, usually. And I probably shouldn't yeah. say that like, somebody's going to find something ridiculous like you support this, huh? And then I'm going to, you know, get, you know, driven sure. off the Internet. But anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. usually for the most part, it's okay but they for the longest time for most of my time here they had a rule that you couldn't buy alcohol on sundays which just drove me crazy because somehow the one day of the week i'd run out of alcohol would always be sunday and their law is just so misplaced they're like well and, I, and you know they're like it's not a religious thing which is how it stands up to court scrutiny but it's like well how come the day you ban alcohol sales isn't like tuesday if you forbid if you were forbidding alcohol sales on tuesday i don't think anybody would complain they just do their grocery shopping on monday but like on the weekend on <laughs> football day it's like okay the game's on at three and you check your fridge you're like oh no i only have one beer left better go out and get
get more. Oh, wait, yeah. I can't. There's no church service at 3 p.m. It's ridiculous. If you really want to make sure people get to church on Sunday, you should ban alcohol sales on Saturday, which is when they get drunk and then hung over. <laughs> like, that's, they're, they're off by a day. Uh, and they finally changed it. I think you can buy it after noon now or something, but it's the same stupid thing. It's like, why is there a limit at all? You have to remember, I grew up in Illinois where the liquor stores have drive throughs Like, that's how badly they want you to get alcohol. You don't even have to get out of your car. We'll just hand you in your to you in your vehicle, uh, you know, but don't drink it in there. But you can go one step further. If you go to Missouri, Missouri is a magical place where you can have, and again, I've never looked this up, but my understanding is this is the law, uh, is that you can have one less open container than you have people in the car. So if you've got a group of four, you can have three open containers in the vehicle uh, driving around. And as long as, you know, one of those doesn't belong to the driver, you're good. It's just it's insane and magical at the same time. Never change, Missouri. Never change. Have you heard? I believe this is true. And so I will prov at least give that little proviso. I'm not positive. But in Louisiana, they have drive through You can get like a cup of margarita or daiquiri or something. But they have to scotch tape the straw to the side of the cup. <laughs> because if they put the straw in the cup, that would imply you're going to drink it while you're driving. If they scotch tape it to the side of the cup, obviously you're going to wait until you reach your destination before you have to undo that. Chinese finger trap. They do stuff like that here too, where they'll like they'll put it in a sealed package somehow to show that you're not <laughs> drinking it on the way home. Uh, but you know, you know, but and again, you're probably not. I mean, again, I I don't live in that far of a place. Like, there's no place I drive back from. It's like I I need to drink this minute. I can't wait the two minutes till I get home. I think I think that would be the clear line where yes, I have a problem. Like I have to get it in my system at this very moment. And then you get the interesting the, the interesting laws are. Uh, open container laws like can you walk around with a beverage outside and uh and oh. it, it all depends on like what's enforced so when the super bowl rolled through indianapolis they're like oh yeah everybody you can drink outside indianapolis does not have an open container law and for that weekend it was fine but like any other time realistically you can't walk around with a bottle but they're not going to get you for drinking during the day or whatever drinking in the open they're going to get you for public intoxication like they'll get you for some other rule like you will bring unwanted scrutiny upon yourself huh. if you just walk around drinking in public uh but uh technically it's not a law that you can't wow interesting interesting well it's all about when are you going to hell and yes. uh, it's i guess for other people to decide when we're going to hell clearly and when we're not I mean, yeah. I guess it's good that they're looking out for us. But I mean, just imagine that being the line between heaven and hell. Like it's uh, you, you were going to make it. You were doing good. And then you bought beer at 1145 on a Sunday. What were you doing? I know you just come from mass. I bet you know what? Two, 15 minutes too early. You're out of here. Kind of like, you yep. know, being condemned for wearing shorts before 5 p.m. You put them on at 430 <laughs> like a heathen or you wear khaki pants to the workplace instead of, you know, the exact same material that blue or black i just uh it's a hey, good thing a young james breakwell would stir sexual feelings in all of the co-eds if he wore shorts before five o'clock come on a, i know the truth a current james breakwell would stir sexual feelings let's be honest i'm a good looking man here steve and we you and i both know it we're i thought we were being honest what's no, happening we're, we're strong enough in our heterosexuality we can admit that we can admit we're both kind of attracted to me it's okay what? it takes a big man to admit when he's right all right <laughs> 
it's a good thing. Right. It's a good thing we amuse ourselves because we don't amuse anybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the sad truth. So, what, yeah, all right. Well, all of that came out of khakis yeah. at the workplace. I guess I am curious. I know we're running out of time here, but what is the ratio of pants you own in terms of like khakis to non khakis? Well, my business is somewhat casual. I don't want to wear a suit and tie if I'm doing therapy. I do wear suits when I perform, oh, mostly. I did uh, not just know between, that. Just between you and me, it's to hide sweat. <laughs> because uh, I sweat like Albert Brooks in broadcast news when I'm up there and it's hot and people are looking at me and I'm moving around doing my thing. So I purposefully buy suits that don't show sweat. Like some suits you can sweat through. Well, hell, I sweat through all suits. Some suits you can see when you sweat through and some you can't. Now, being 60 pounds lighter, I might not sweat as much. I'm curious if I ever do go on the road, if I'm going to need some of that sweat-proof clothing for my suits. But the point is this. My uh, pants, I don't have a lot of slacks kinds of pants. I have suits, and I have sort of business casual. But I, I don't, I think I have one pair of slacks kinds of pants that... Uh, <laughs> that I always bring on the road with me as a backup in case something happens to my suit. So I also have one shirt that doesn't show sweat that I will wear with those pants if I have to go without a suit coat. I, I love that sweating is such an issue for you that you have an emergency pair of clothing in case your first oh. pair you know, starts on fire or something. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, man. When I first started performing, it was embarrassing. I was like, God dang, man. I, I don't know how to stop it. And so I just ended up not worrying about stopping it. I knew it to be the truth, and I adapted. I I would think the suit would make the sweating worse, though. You're just it adding does. a layer. It oh. does. <laughs> so do it you, does. But... Do you stick, like, sponges in your armpits, too? Just, you know, maximize absorption? Uh, women have, like, dress shields for that, but I, I, I never went that far, no. Because, James, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's not just under my arms. Like, uh, my entire shirt and jacket are soaked when I'm done. My back, my chest, everything. I, <laughs> I know, this is man, one of the more attractive conversations I can't imagine. It's, it's fear. You're not, you're not smart enough to be afraid. So, like, what is, <laughs> what is, is it, like, the physical activity? Or is it just, is it physically hotter up on the stage? What's going on there? Yes and yes. And there is some anxiety, too. Like, uh, I've never been completely comfortable doing what I do, which is why I was glad to not have to do it anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I think I've told you the worst part of performing to me is the 10 minutes before stepping out in front of a crowd because I am just killing myself with anxiety, pacing. And, and then when I'm out there, I'm way too tuned into who doesn't like me. <laughs> it's a whole weird head screw that I put myself through. Man, this could but be. But when I'm not on stage, like I don't even sweat under my arms. Like I don't sweat. It's a weird thing. But when I'm on stage, it just pours out of me. Man, the things that are wrong with you when performing—that could be a whole other episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know you have stuff to get to today. Sadly enough, I do. Oh, next time. Next time. Next time. All right. Well, we gotta walk out of here, and I can't run, or I'm gonna be wet. So until we meet again, this is Steve, the Sweater Olivas, and James, like a brick, Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks for alliterating with me right at the end there. And until we meet again next week, where James and I come face to phone with you one more time. I almost said keep it between the white. Yeah, I'm on the wrong show. Two wrongs can make a right.